to livealittlehigher.com. We're entering the new month of Tevet, and um, and this month is it's interesting because it's a month that enters in the coldest of the times of the year. Uh, it's cold, it's winter, and there's no festivals in the month of Tevet. And um, and we see that there's a that there's a surprising twist exactly because of the winter cold and the seeming lack of light, both physical and spiritual, the sages describe this month as a month in which the body takes pleasure from the body. And this is certainly not typical of Torah scholars. So the, the Torah scholars don't talk a lot about pleasure and, and let's talk about pleasure from the body to the body. So one way of understanding this statement is to note that the month of Tevet lies in between the two winter festivals. And we have Hanukkah, which ends in the month of Tevet, and Purim, which is celebrated a, 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 a few months later, and a month later. So, and which is highly anticipated. Both Hanukkah and Purim are festivals consecrated by the sages with the purpose of giving thanks to God for the miracles that were performed for the Jewish people at that to, at, at those times. So Hanukkah, we're celebrating the salvation of the Hellenic culture. Uh, in the times of Hanukkah, they wanted to get rid of Torah, of spirituality. They didn't want to get rid of the Jew. They were not planning to kill us all. They were not singing to annihilate the Jews of the world. But they did want to crush our, our neshamas. They wanted to, 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 to kill our souls and any connection that we would have to God. Uh, Purim, on the other hand, we celebrate physicality. It's a, it's a, it's, we, we celebrate that Hashem saved us from the wicked Haman and the Jewish people didn't per perish. He did, this Haman was planning a genocide of all Jews of Persia. So we see that we had salvation from this decree of Haman, that he wanted to annihilate us physically. And hence Hanukkah is a spiritual festival which does not incorporate elements of physical pleasure. The only thing that is uh, really uh, commanded in Hanukkah is to light the menorah and to sit and look at the lights and we cannot take any pleasure, we cannot take any gaining from or benefit from these lights. We can, use them to read, we cannot use them to, to have light in the light in the house. They're only there to illuminate and we have to only look at them and that's it. And so there's no physical pleasure, it's a spiritual pleasure. And the pouring conversely incorporates many physical pleasures, including drinking wine and feasting and eating and dancing and the party. So the month of Tevet, which is between Hanukkah and Purim, is a time of transition from the non-corporeality of Hanukkah to, to the corporeal aspect of the pleasures of Purim. The body takes pleasure in the body. So the so Rabbi Itzhak Ginsburg he explains that the context in which this statement appears of uh, taking pleasure, the body from the block, the body takes pleasure in the body, really is a, is, is a statement appears uh, and it's offered in the Talmud, a comment on the verse from the book of Esther. Esther was taken to King Ahasuerus to his royal palace in the 10th month, which is the month of Tevet, 
And the sages are saying that part of the reason that Esther found favor in the eyes of Ahasuerus as a fact upon which the miracle of Purim occurred was because it was she went to, to plead for the Jewish people in the month of Tevet, when the body takes pleasure from the, in the body. So let's understand what this really means to, to have pleasure in the body, the body in the body, what does this mean? And, um, and Rabbi Itzhak Gisberg, it says uh, that, that it is understandable that a pleasure-seeking king, like Ahasuerus, he was all about pleasure, would prefer shallow physicality over spiritual matters. But what meaning can pleasure of body from body have for a Jew who seeks only to serve Hashem? Like, what are we talking about here? If, if really, uh, we try not to be so mundane. You know, we have a mundane world, but we the, the job of a Jew is to make the physical spiritual, not to make the physical more physical. So Hasidut, Hasidut teaches with us a revolutionary explanation of pleasure of body in the body. That is a high source, the sages, a statement is about the pleasure the supernal body receives from the mundane body. So we have a supernal body and we have a mundane body. And, uh, and, the, and what are we referring to? So it says the creator is also referred to as a true being, for it is only his existence that is infinite and absolute and independent of anything. The world created by God conversely is referred to as crea a created being and it, its existence absolutely depends upon God's will which renews its existence continuously. Like God didn't create the world. God recreates the world at every instant. Like everything you have, everything you see, everything that you, you have access to, Hashem is constantly recreating all the material world. So we see that yet for all its dependence is the material, physical, mundane reality that is an evidence of uh, an external appearance of independence. So we, the way Hashem created the world, he, he contracted himself to the point where he's hiding. Like you can't see God, you cannot hear God, he's hiding, he's, he's, a person couldn't even come to, to think that there's no God, right? Could even say, oh, I don't believe in God because it's not so obvious. So we see here that Hashem created this world in order for us to have free will, which I have explained in different classes, but at the same time to give us an independent uh, existence. We can feel that we exist because Hashem is hiding. But if he was so revealed, then we would cease to exist. We would just like nullify ourselves in him. So it's like, for example, you have the sun and you have in your house, you have a shade because it's too sunny. And you see that there's a little ray of sun coming inside of your house. And you're, you could think this is a ray of sun, of the sun. And you could even think that it's separate from the sun. But if you trace it back, it comes from the sun. And if you stand on the sun, if you would go on a, on a trip to the sun with a special gear that you wouldn't get burned in the sun and you could stand in the sun, you would not be able to see any rays of light. You would be immersed in the light. And so this is the same concept as um, our existence uh, that we can feel that we're separate from God 
that we're not even part of him. We can even feel that we're not even a part of him. We're just a creation. But if we go and we trace our neshama, our, our source of light, if we can go back and trace it, trace it, trace it, you'll see that you come from the never-ending light, which is God. So accordingly, the sages say that God created the world for he desired that dwelling place in this world. He wanted to be part of, of something. And, uh, and that's the reason that the commandments of the Torah relate to mundane physical actions that are performed with the body is that the supernal body takes pleasure in the mundane body through the fulfillment of the practical physical commandments. So we see that even the most spiritual mitzvah, which is like to help other people, to, to give sedaka, for example, to go and help someone in need, you need to have money to be able to help someone that needs to eat or needs to get dressed or needs to pay a, a rent. You need to have with what to help, right? So the material world really is here so we can use it for a godly purpose and give supernal pleasure to the supernal body, which is Hashem. So we see that many people perceive the fulfillment of commandments, which begins by accepting the yoke of heaven as a running opposite to personal freedom and pleasure. People think like, oh, I'm stuck to this Torah. I have to keep the mitzvot. It's not what I want to do, but I have to do it. I'm a Jew. I'm obliged, whatever the reason. But they don't take pleasure from fulfillment of Torah and mitzvot. And in truth, the, 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 the Talmud rules that, that the commandments were not given for pleasure. We're not supposed to do them because they give us pleasure. We're supposed to do them l'shem shemaim, for the sake of heaven, for, for Hashem, to give pleasure to God, right? Not for us. And, and, and we see that the Jewish law does not see a commandment as its instrument of pleasure. One should fulfill commandments with a feeling of submission before God. And the sole intent is to fulfill the legal requirements of the commandments as they were commanded. On the other hand comes Hasidut, and it is uh, the topping on the cake, an explanation for the pleasure of body from the body. And it does assume the existence of an element of pleasure incorporated in the fulfillment of the commandments. And it's true, when a Jew fulfills the commandments, he feels very good. When you're keeping Torah, when you're keeping, when you're learning Torah, when you're giving to somebody, when you're helping somebody, when you feel that you, that you exist, you feel that you're important, that you're meaningful, that you have purpose. So the, the commandment does really give a person pleasure at a certain level. And so we see that, um, that in fact the commandments bring about two dimensions of pleasure. First for the supernal body, the true being, which takes pleasure in the mundane body. And, uh, and, and at the same time, the mundane body also enjoys, enjoys the supernal body. So what it means is that Hashem does have pleasure from our fulfillment of, of mitzvot. He, he derives tremendous pleasure. Someone was telling, I heard someone saying this week, like we should, we should light the menorah for those who cannot light the menorah. That sounds very beautiful. And, and for all, all, all means do it. And there's so many hostages in Israel, in, in Gaza now that can't do mitzvot. So do think about them. Okay, I'm gonna take upon myself one mitzvah in their honor. But in reality, the true reason we should keep the mitzvah is for Hashem. Because if you don't do for Hashem, you're doing for a, a, an exterior motive. Once that exterior moment passes, 
then there's no reason to keep doing the mitzvot. And if it's for God, it's always going to be relevant. So, so the 19th century Hasidic Rebbe, Rabbi Yehuda Arielev, an altar also from the Ger dynasty, known as the Sfat Emet, was once asked, how can we reconcile the great spiritual pleasure that Sadiqin get from the fulfillment of mitzvot with the statement that commandments mitzvot were not given for pleasure? And the Sfat Emet explained that so long as a person's consciousness is separating him from the Creator, he's in a state in which the commandments were not given for pleasure. So look at what he's saying. It's very interesting. Hashem, as I said before, created the world in a way that he concealed himself to the point where we can feel that we're separate from him, that we're not a part of him, right? But in truth, we are a part of God, right? So at Sadiq, at Sadiq, a holy, holy, righteous human being, he knows that he's part of Hashem. He's not separate from God. He's, an, he's a part of God in this world. So every time he does a mitzvah, he's... he's thrilled to do the mitzvah. He derives tremendous pleasure to do the mitzvah because he's one with God. So he's not only giving pleasure to God, he's giving pleasure to himself because he, they're one. There's no, no difference. If I'm doing for Hashem, then he's, I'm doing for me because we're one. And so he, he explains that the, that, the, that, that the word mitzvah really it shares the root from the word sata, which means together. Mitzvah means commandment, and sata means together, to connect. And so the mitzvah has the capacity to create unity and togetherness between the person commanded and God, the, command, that, the one that commands. And so we see that once a person has attained a state of full unification with his consciousness, with God, and flows with the Creator, with what we call natural consciousness, although he does become the will of God and feels great pleasure in the fulfillment of the mitzvot. So next time you do a mitzvah, don't look at yourself as something separate from God. Look at yourself like you're part of God. And you're here in this world to really reveal Hashem. And the way that Hashem can be revealed in this world is through you, through the mitzvot. And so when you're doing a mitzvah, you have to really feel that you are part of Hashem. And so the, 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 the Tzfat, it says that there's four levels of uh, taking this pleasure. One is the first stage a pers person should feel that he's not searchi searching for any type of satisfaction and pleasure in the commandment. His sole purpose is to give pleasure to God. So the basic level of doing a mitzvah is, okay, I'm not going to... Okay, maybe I don't want to keep Shabbat. It's not what I want. I want to go and play golf. But you know what? I want to give pleasure to my creator. I really want to give him pleasure. And so you keep Shabbat. Simple. And the second stage, a person should take pleasure in the fact that God is taking pleasure. So, okay, you're, you want to do for him because you want to give him pleasure, but then you know that he's having pleasure. And then the third stage is a person should recognize the fact that God, who is our Heavenly Father, enjoys the fact that His beloved children take pleasure in life. This is very big. Hashem created the world to give us pleasure. He wants us to enjoy. He wants us to have pleasure. But not the pleasure that you think of doing all the wrong things. He wants you to have pleasure in Him. And so in the fourth and highest stage, a person reaches a state in which His pleasure and God's pleasure are one and the same. 
So whatever is good for God is good for me. What's not good for God is not good for me. And, uh, and this, when this consciousness is connected to God and the body takes pleasure from the body in both directions, the supernal body and the mundane body enjoy every commandment together. So at the end of the day, this is the whole purpose of, uh, of, of the mitzvot and the connection to God. And this month of Tibet is very auspicious in rectifying whatever reason you do the things you do and to really uh, concentrate in this idea and really bring pleasure to Hashem so you can really feel the ultimate pleasure. I wish you a blessed, blessed month. May we see uh, miracles, labor, and may we see peace in the world and may we really come to tap into the ultimate pleasure. And remember, live a little higher. Thank you.